And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. It's Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark is in tomorrow. Habit, sorry, Mike Babcock with us with Hale Varsity and Herdad Sports. Get uh, Babbers. Uh, bi-weekly newsletter, Mike B at HerdAdSports.com is where you can email to get that. Mike, we'll get into some football, but are you wearing candy-striped warm-ups as you do this interview here on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel? I am not. You don't own any, do you? I wouldn't do it. Okay. It, 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 just it's, saying. Just saying. <laughs> What, what, what Mike Babcock is wearing during this is the Grateful Dead hat. And I got to add, I was listening to uh, the Grateful Dead. They got their two albums they dropped from their live performances out at Folsom Field from last summer now. I was listening to that at the gym last night. Never thought the Grateful Dead would be good gym music, but it worked out for me last night. Great gym music. Eh, well, it, were, it worked well. I'd never tried it before. Mm-hmm. L- last night was a first. I've run out of Lord of the Rings audiobooks to listen to at the gym. It's a shame. Which, that's great at the gym. But I was surprised. Grateful Dead, it worked as gym music. You could get some uh, Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys. That would be good workout music. If you could find it. Noted. Uh, we will take notes on that. Babbers, uh, if you were to give me a Grateful Dead song title to represent this Nebraska basketball team. Ooh, that's a good question. The, the home and the road uh, adventure that is. What comes to mind? Built to uh, last? Yes or no? What was the what, what did you suggest? Said built to last? Is this is this Fred team built to last? Built to last? Um, I think it would be no no trucking. I think it would be. Okay. Just, uh, just lately trucking. it occurs to me what a long, strange trip it's been. <laughs> <laughs> that that is it. That that's what this season's been because of the home and the road split. Well Yeah. <laughs> There, there's one. Yeah, that's why the Huskers are are uh, you were talking about them being on the bubble. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's the you know why is that? That's the answer to the question. You're eight and zero at home in the conference, and you're zero and seven on the road. Um, you need to get some, and you've got opportunity now tonight, Indiana, and then um, you've got road games at Ohio State and Michigan, both of whom are below Nebraska in the Big Ten standings. So. If you can hold serve at home and get a couple of wins on the road, I think you put yourself in a much better position uh, to, to, to be off that bubble and where you deserve to be, I think, with this team. But you've got to win on the road. How about this for a deep cut? And I just know this because it came up last night as I was at the gym. Going down the road feeling bad. Bit of a deeper cut from the dead, but I think that might be the perfect song to represent the road struggles. Yes, I like that one too. That's a good one. You don't get any of these road wins. It turns into me and my uncle. (laughs) 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 Where you get dumped in Mexico, left for dead. Uh, So, I listen, maybe I'm in the minority. I think they got to win out. I think they got to win out to make sure they don't have to do any extra lifting in Indy. And I say that just because of what you touched on, Mike. You're you're ahead of most of your remaining opponents. Now, you don't have that no-sit-Sunday opportunity with a, with a one, two, or three seed coming in. You've handled your business there. Andy Markowski nailed the point 
last night saying you've beaten everybody that's in front of you. So your your your, your wins in league are not beaten up on on the Michigans of the world. You've beaten teams that are squarely in the field and and a number one seed overall. And until they faded, a two seed in Wisconsin and almost again the almost. That's been Nebraska's story, not only with Illinois, but with Rutgers earlier this year, and also uh, the uh, the Minnesota game. I mean, there could be three more road wins for this team, and we're talking about a second, third, maybe fourth place spot. You can still get into that top four. But with Nebraska right now, I think they win out because I think any loss, home or away, submarines them to maybe the play-in, and if you lose two – then you're probably on the bubble and you got to go win two in Indy. That, that's my math, and maybe I'm wrong with it here. We'll see come March 17th. But, I, I mean, they're too good a team to me to, to not be in, but yet they're, they're still playing with fire. Yeah, I, well, I agree with that. And if they went out, I mean, if they went out, they have the potential to finish in the top four. In the yes. Top, depend on how things go, obviously. But they're in a position where that happens if they if they went out. But um, I don't know. I don't know if they if if they can get on a roll and win out when they have had so many problems on the road to this point. And three of these last five games are on the road. Um, we have to see a different team show up in those games and again maintain home court. Well, and one of the things we kind of talked about yesterday on the show, we can glean some information from the selection committee by their their top 16 that they released over the weekend. What they really seemed to value more than anything was teams with a good strength of schedule with quad one wins, that that means something. And Nebraska, as it currently stands, has one potential quad one game remaining at Ohio State. That, as it stands right now, would be a quad one game. You're at three and six in quad one. Four and six, I think, would look really, really good to the selection committee. And aside from that, you have to stay above 500 in quad two. You're at three and two right now in your quad two games. And you have uh, one coming up tonight against Indiana. And then you have that road game against Michigan. Still technically a a quad two win. Both of those very winnable games, in my estimation, as it stands. Obviously, you have the road juju that doesn't look good. But you're still perfect in quad three. You're still perfect in quad four. Your quad three games coming up home against Minnesota, home against Rutgers. With how well Nebraska's been playing at home, you don't want to chalk those up as wins, but you feel pretty good about them. It comes down to a couple games to me. Like, Ohio State winning that game on the road would be huge given their current ranking. And then you'd like to stay above 500, which means you at least need to go 1-1 one and one against Indiana and Michigan in those two games. And then get your home games, I think you're in. You, you lose to Michigan, it damages you horribly. Indiana's been on the wrong kind of bender, all right? And, and they are gettable. Uh, you, Rutgers, you, you'll get credit for. And thank God you get them here. It ain't going to be easy. Same with Minnesota. Minnesota's pesky. They're playing really good basketball. That'll be tough. And Ohio State, I mean, they, they've got a little breath of life in them with uh, taking down Purdue. So it, it is not easy. And when I say win out, I mean, that's very improbable. But that is the, the, the least sweating you can do. Mike, uh, I want to go to, to Nebraska football here for a moment. We're not far away from from spring ball and 24 7 sports national put out some impact freshmen and i want to get your thoughts here matt rule's been really clear a couple of times he's talked and been asked about 
uh, Dylan Raiola, and, and he's not going to rush things. He's not going to uh, overwhelm him. At least that's, that's the idea. Yes, use the talent, put the competition together for the, for the quarterback job in the spring, and then let's see what carries over. But above all, uh, he needs him to just be, a, be another quarterback, not this five-star ballyhooed program changer. What do you think is, is a fair expectation here as we look at the spring for Raiola and moving forward here? Because he's, he's up there. You, you don't often get a talent like this to come in. Yeah, he, he is up there, and I think he remains the the quarterback that has all the attention, whatever rule tries to do, however he tries to approach it. And I hope he does, you know, level out the, the, the uh, snaps between Harburg and Kalen and Riola. But I think that still, uh, I, I think Riola is going to emerge as the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think that, it, you know, if, if he doesn't, it, it just has an impact that has nothing to do with the, with the program and rule and whatever. It's the outside perception, if that makes any sense. It's like, wait a minute, you got this five-star, or is it, have they changed that now? Is he four-star? He's, he's, still, he's still a five-star. He's still five-star. Okay, so you get this five-star quarterback, he comes in and he doesn't win the job. You know, what, what, what does that mean? You got a hell of a uh, cupboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and in terms of pressure on whoever was the one that finished ahead of him would increase too because people are looking at the, the social media age, the pressure that's going to come from that, and we've seen it, a bit of pressure on Raiola, I suppose. Um, but I think he's going to emerge as the guy. I, You know, if he's the talent that we – think he is and there's no reason to believe that he isn't um then if the reps are equal he's going to step up and show that he's the guy and he's going to emerge as as the uh, as the number one guy that's just my perception you know Kalen's a freshman too so and Harburg really hasn't had that much experience he's got what eight starts mm-hmm. um but uh, yeah I think that's that's my expectation coming out of the spring, but from my point of view, I hope that the quarterbacks get equal opportunity to show what they can do. And I think that that's what Rule indicated in, in his uh, news conference. Mike, does does Dylan have pressure on him this spring? Well, I think he does, but, you know, he's he's dealt with pressure, I'm, I'm sure, you know, transferring as he did to the different high schools to, to play his high school career and then the, uh, um, you know, the commitment and then the changes his mind. Um, I, I think that's all pressure, but I think that he's probably at the point where he's able to deal with that pressure because he's dealt with it from the time he started playing high school football and got on the field and was the, was the man. So I think that he, I think he can deal with the pressure. I, you know, um, that's just my sense, but uh, given the family connections and everything, I, I think he can deal with pressure. I, that's not a concern for me. 
Mike, you're about uh, 45 seconds. What's coming up from you in the newsletter, bud? Well, um, I'm working on a, uh, you know, uh, Fred Hare, who I think was the best high school player I ever saw. I'm working on a newsletter there to finish out Black History Month. Awesome. Um, fabulous Fred Hare. Okay. Uh, he had a, had a remarkable shot against Michigan. Uh, number one team, and uh, he hit that shot at the buzzer to to win the game. That's, that's big. That's kind of my uh, fabulous Fred. Love it. Mike Babcock with Hale Varsity and Herd at Sports at MD Babs. Find him, follow him on Twitter. Mike, thanks for joining us today. Good to get caught up, bud. Thanks for having me, guys. There he is. Mike Babcock with us. We'll hear from Fred Hoiberg. Open phones till five coming up here on Hale Varsity.